What's up, SFL Nation? And welcome back to SFL Nights with A.J. Stryker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight. Whenever you decided to push that play button, I really appreciate it. Tonight, I have a nice, smooth podcast for you. We're going to be doing SFL chat around the water cooler. Next up, my week seven review and my picks for week eight. And then my fourth and goal interview featuring Mr. Jacob Bovet from the Denver Nightwings. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. SFL chat around the water cooler. So I decided to spend this SFL chat speaking about how to navigate the Simulation Football League's website. You know, for all the newbies that have not are not familiar or, you know, if you're kind of having trouble understanding where to go to get certain information, I am going to help you um, navigate that. So if you're on the website, the first thing you'll come to is news. Your news category is going to have hot articles written by the beat team and league news. So any upcoming information like expansions or um, any major changes to the league, you'll find it there. In the about section, it tells you about the league, like how it started, um, frequently asked questions, um, what you're actually going to be getting into. On the teams, you will... It basically displays all the teams, their logos, and information. So once you actually select a team, let's say the Arizona Scorpions, it's going to give you um, information including overviews of the actual team, roster, and latest team information, and the team's schedule. On the scheduling portion, it's going to include all the team schedules that we have, all 20 teams. Standings, um, that will be team and player current standings within the league. I believe Vancouver is number one at the moment. Shops, if you go to shops, it will take you to our Sector 6 apparel website where you can purchase all kind of good stuff. Jerseys, um, t-shirts, even yoga pants. Fantastic. Um, Point stores. So we have a website called the SFL Interactive website. And you can actually get that at sflinteractive.net. And we have points. Points are used toward purchases within that website. So... Let's say if you want to um, purchase your subscriptions, you can actually do it through there. If you want to purchase your pictures from your gallery, from your player gallery, things of that nature, you can go right there, do all of that. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop for everything if you need it. The way you can actually find that is www.simulationfl.net. Got any more questions? Want to hear certain things? Please DM me. I'll be happy to help. Next up, we have our week seven review and picks for week eight. Stay tuned.
All right, people, and you know what that means. Arizona wins against the Florida Storm, 14-17. Man, I was on pins and needles the whole game, but it was a very, very good one. Um, For instance, like the total yardage for Arizona was 333, and for Florida it was 335, so very close. Um, Arizona had 18 first downs, Florida had 17 first downs, but each team had eight third down conversions. You know, so both teams are working really hard, you know, to get this win. Ron Cochran had one passing passing touchdown, but he had four interceptions. I actually had three interceptions and um, one sack. You know, so it was it was a really, 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 really good game. If you haven't seen it, you can also watch the playback on our YouTube channel, which will be in the description. Another person that had a fantastic game was Stephen Bush, former teammate of mine. He was targeted 14 times, had 12 receptions, 168 yards, and had an average of 14 yards per reception. So kudos, man. Kudos to everybody. Great win for Arizona, you know, to beat the three-time champions. You know, that was no shabby feat. Those guys are fantastic. Do not underestimate them by any means, you know. And Manakananka actually had a fantastic game, but you'll actually hear about that in a second. But I had to do like a breaking news sort of thing just to mention that. All right, back to our regularly scheduled program. And now we have week seven review, picks for week eight, and actually my game of the week. So week seven standouts include linebacker Frank Champion for Florida, having 10 tackles, six assisted, one sack, one TFL, and one pass deflection. Cornerback Manikananka for Arizona. What's up? And he was actually defensive player of the week. With four tackles, one pass deflection, and three interceptions. Free safety Josh Vasquez for Denver had two tackles, three assisted, and three interceptions. Kicker Kramer Jackman, also player of the week. Congratulations, Kramer. Had went seven for seven field goals, and 48 was his longest um, kick. Linebacker Brandon Haight for Charleston. Had 10 tackles, 4 assists, 1 sack, 2 tackles for loss, and 1 pass deflection. Strong safety Jack Hoffman for the Charleston Predators had 9 tackles, 94-yard pick, 6. Wide receiver Sean Harrelson for St. Louis had 11 catches, 134 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 35 long. Wide receiver Siege Falco, runner-up for uh, Offensive Player of the week eight catches and he plays for Atlanta eight catches 128 yards two touchdowns and 32 long quarterback Marcus Dunhill from Atlanta went 35-43 at 375 yards four touchdowns and one interception strong safety Aaron Lee for Atlanta had six tackles one assist two pass deflections one interception and one forced fumble Running back Zach the Sandman Sandland was Offensive Player of the Week. 
congratulations, playing for Seattle Tyrants, had 32 carries, 299 yards, two touchdowns, and went 54 long. Wide receiver Chris Curtis for Queen City had 11 catches, 216 yards, 37 long. Kicker James Troll for Queen City went 5 for 5, field goals, and uh, 31 long. He was our runner-up for player of the week. Runner back, running back Colin Hart for Sioux Falls had 25 carries, 192 yards, two touchdowns, 24 long. Defensive end Leah Dama for Vancouver had five tackles, two assisted, three and a half sacks, and five tackles for loss. Wide receiver Daly Holder for Baltimore had nine catches, 159 yards, two touchdowns, and went 66 long. And Honorable mention, Mr. Grayson Willis, wide receiver for Jacksonville Kings, had five catches, 118 yards, and one touchdown, 69 long. Congratulations, guys, that made it. Definitely proud of you. Keep up the good work. And if you didn't hear your name, no worries, man. Still got a lot of season to go. Game of the week for me was Atlanta versus Seattle. And the score was 31-27. Fantastic game. Um, it was a come-from-behind victory for Atlanta because they were down for a while. Next thing you know, they put on the afterburners, and it was all all systems go. Total yardage for Atlanta was 417. Um, for, for Seattle, it was 415. Very close. Very, very, very close. Um... Looks like Atlanta had four passing touchdowns, zero rushing, and one, uh, well, zero rushing touchdowns, while Seattle had one passing touchdown and two rushing touchdowns. Um, Seattle's run game was definitely on point with him having 299 yards, but unfortunately, it was not enough to win the game. Let's see. Atlanta's third down conversion was a lot better than Seattle's. You know, they had seven third down conversions. Seattle only had four. And the time of possession definitely had something to do with it, too. Atlanta possessed the ball for 24 minutes and 10 seconds. Seattle only had it for 19 minutes and 50 seconds. So little things like that will definitely make a difference in the game. So congratulations, Atlanta. My picks for week eight includes... So, on March the 8th, Atlanta will be taking on the Chicago Wildcats. Oh, my God. I hate choosing between these two teams. Shan, don't be mad. But I got to go with Atlanta. <laughs> on the 8th as well, um, at 8 p.m., we have Charleston taking on New Orleans. I'm going with Charleston. Seattle will be taking on the St. Louis Gladiators at 8 p.m. as well. Well, actually, all of them say 8 p.m., um, so it's going to go as follows. The uh, I'm going to choose Seattle by maybe seven points on that one. Sioux Falls Sparrows versus the Baltimore Vultures. I am going with Baltimore probably by 10. Queen City is taking on London. I'm going with Queen City by about 10. Vancouver taking on the Florida Storm. Going to be a fantastic game. Um, ooh. I think I'm going to take the... The Florida Storm to eat this one out, probably by a touchdown. Denver Nightwings taking on the Carolina Skyhawks, and I'm going with Denver on this one, probably by 10. 
Jacksonville is taking on the Houston Hyenas, and I'm going with Jacksonville probably by a good seven point spread, I think. Arizona is taking on the Las Vegas Fury, and I proclaim that we will win this game by a touchdown. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> and the Tulsa Desperados will be taking on the Mexico City Aztecs, and that will be. I'm going to choose Tulsa on that one, too. But we'll see. We'll see how it works out. I know, you know, Ray Bentley got that thing going on. And, you know, Matt Wilson, too. But I, I just don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that segment. And next up, we have my fourth and goal interview with Mr. Jacob Farmer Bovet. Stay tuned. Welcome back to my fourth and goal interview. Tonight's guest is Mr. Jacob Farmer Bovet. How you doing? I'm not doing too bad, AJ. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic, sir. Thank you so much for making time for me. Oh, man, it, it was a work in progress. <laughs> it was like an act of Congress, I swear. <laughs> Very true. However, we're here together now, so that's all that matters. All right, so my first question to you will be, um, hold on one second. Well, Jacob, it is definitely great having you back on the show, man. Um, it has been a while. I believe you came on the show last season, right? I, I was, yes. I, I was a, uh, I'm a uh, season 14 rookie. Yes. Um, so you did a, a highlight on the uh, season four rookies, and uh, that was the last time I, I was on the show, and I've been doing great things and big things here in the uh, SFL. Fantastic. Well, for those that don't know you or haven't listened to that particular show yet, tell us who you are and what do you do for the SFL? Well, uh, now, uh, prior to uh, the, the last time on the show, um, I am a, a head coach and the uh, offensive quarter for the Denver Nightwings with, or with uh, uh, general manager Kramer and uh, the uh, owner uh, JV or uh, Jeremy Vega. Fantastic. Well, that's a heck of a jump, man. How are you enjoying that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a heck of a jump. And head coaches and, and any coach here in the uh, SFL would say it is awesome. But if you're not bald by the end of the season, you're going to be. And I, I'm not bald by any means, but I definitely have some gray hairs. <laughs> Easily, I mean, that definitely, I mean, I'm not even a coach and I have gray, so I can only imagine what you guys go through. Well, so, well you be, being a quarterback in, in the SFL, I can, I can, I, I, I understand how and why you have gray hair. <laughs> Especially with all those interceptions, but we're not going to talk about that. No, 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 no. <laughs> what we're going to talk about is, so how much pressure is that on you to be like a rookie, um, offensive offensive coordinator and head coach like is that a lot to deal with or are you pretty much good or? well I, I would love to say AJ that that I'm good um, but there, there there is a lot of pressure on just a rookie um, coach but being a rookie never coached in this league before and coaching for the current champions in the SFL there is some high expectations for myself um, and my defensive coordinator Chuck Hook um, but uh, Jeremy has Jeremy and 
uh, Kramer have welcomed me with uh, open arms and said, whatever you need, we got you. So uh, definitely a huge shout out to uh, JV um, and Kramer for, for welcoming me. But, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it, in the uh, pickums and, and everything else like that, they're like, well, these guys are the retaining champions, but they also have a rookie offensive coordinator. So um, I feel that, that the Denver Nightwings uh, have been kind of sliding under the radar um, quite a bit be, because of uh, myself and a, another rookie uh, defensive coordinator, such as Chuck Hook. Speaking of Chuck Cook, I haven't had the pleasure of speaking to him yet. What is he like? And how do you guys mesh together well with your coordinating abilities and your coaching? Chuck, uh, Chuck Cook, man, he, he lives like four block, or about four miles away from me, roughly. <laughs> uh, very, very, very good friend. And uh, I kind of dabble a little bit in his defensive side. He dabbles a little bit in my offensive side. Um, it is a great blessing to have my defensive coordinator not even four miles away from me because we can bounce stuff off and uh, he can really be very active also in my offensive side because he may see something a little bit different than I see. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the uh, defense. I may see something, dude, that uh, that two bump or, or that man, we, we got to do something about it. And, and uh, we work very well together. Fantastic. So... How has the playbook changed from last season? Is it positively or negatively, in your opinion? But then again, you really haven't had too much time with it. I, I, I haven't. You know, this, this here will be my uh, fifth week yeah. as the uh, offensive coordinator for the uh, Denver Nightwings. Mm-hmm. Um, people, people would say my offense is, is definitely different than uh, Jeremy Vegas, mm-hmm. and, and I would have to agree 100%. You know, he won the championship, and uh, you know I, I'm I, I'm just getting into my stride right now mm-hmm. um, as, as a head coach and the offensive coordinator for the Denver Nightwing. I'm two and two, so it's uh, you know we're, we're we're taking it week by week, mm-hmm. and the adjustments in my eyes um, last week to uh, this week will be tenfold. Okay, because my next question was going to be like your current record is um, Denver's current record is three and four, and I was wondering how you guys have planned to turn that around, you know, so you can definitely get back in that playoff contention. You know, it's it, it, it's been um, it, it's been fun um, watching the uh, playbook uh, progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, last week wasn't so good for you know the uh, offense. You know, we Kramer Jackman went seven for seven, um, so <laughs> he had all of our points on the offensive side. Um, as, as an offensive coordinator, that that kind of makes me cringe a little bit, and it makes me go to work really, really early. Mm-hmm. I, I've been working on this offensive playbook since uh, oh Sunday morning, right after the uh, Skyhawks play. Yeah. So, uh, I've been working, putting in about eight to nine hours a day um, on my playbook. And that's important. And, you know, I commend any owner, you know, or coach that has taken the time out to really study, you know, the game and understand, have a, a grand understanding of how it works. And the only way you can do that is if you spend time on it. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to run Sims for an hour and think you got it. No, that's not how it works. Uh, no, it's not, <laughs> AJ. It's not. Um, 
for, so, for any coach mm-hmm. out there or any prospective coach that wants to become a coach in this league, mm-hmm. um, I would I would say if you don't have a minimum of four to five hours a day, you're not doing the game justice and your ownership justice. And that's just my personal opinion, AJ. Mm-hmm. But, but if you can't put in that time, the dedication uh, to being a offensive coordinator, coordinator and defensive coordinator, you may just may burn, burn yourself out. And it may be a little bit more taxing than what you think it is. Definitely. And I think that some people probably get into it thinking that it's one way and, oh, all I have to do is just make sure I just input plays. No, it's it's a lot. It's, it's I, I know I did. So, <laughs> well, see, now you understand, you know. But uh, it's good. It, when we played uh, Las Vegas, which was my first game, and, and uh, Las Vegas just gave me my uh, uh, my butt, I will say. And, and then uh, we came back and, and beat uh, Queen City. So, um it, it was definitely a major learning curve for me. Gotcha. So what would you say your player, I'm sorry, your coaching philosophy is? Um, my coaching philosophy is I'm just, just get it done. You know, all gas, no breaks. Um, when uh, Chuck Hook and I went, went into the uh, Denver locker room, uh, the first thing that, that we said is um, this season is going to be about all gas and no breaks. Um, it's it's pedal down. Let's leave everything out, out on the field, and uh, leave no no doubt in any team's mind when they play us, win or lose, that we left everything on that field. That's right. I love it. So, what is it like to be a Nightwing? Tell me about your locker room life from your perspective. Man, our our locker room is well. It, it's the only locker room I've been in, so I I I, I don't have perspective on, on any of the other locker rooms. Mm-hmm. But um, the guys have been 100% supportive of uh, myself and my uh, defensive coordinator. Um, they're like, hey, whatever you need, if you need extra uh, PTs from us, if you need a- extra gym time, if you need extra route time, you know, I, I know Miller has been working on his passing um, and-, and everything else like that. They are bending over backwards. Um, I think maybe a little bit more than what they did for for uh, Jeremy Vega, just because of of how new of coaches that uh, myself and and uh, Chuck Hook is. But that, that that defense, Chuck Hook is definitely putting uh, the D in Denver in defense. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, what is some great advice that you can give to the rookies that are listening? that are interested in joining either SFLM or, you know, just joining this period. What do you, what advice do you have for them? Um, take everything in guys. You know, it, the SFL is what you make it. If you want it just to be a, a, a ho-hum kind of um, thing, it will be a ho-hum kind of thing. But if you really want to put your heart, your drive and your dedication into it, this league is definitely where you want to be and nowhere else. Um, it, it, it's like anything in life, AJ. If you half-butt it, you're going to get half-butt results. Mm-hmm. But if you fully put your heart, your drive, and your dedication into this league, it will give you everything back tenfold. And I can say that because I went into this league um, looking at just being a player, I kind of opted out because I knew I had a little bit more drive and dedication, and I wanted to be a coach. 
and and Jeremy Vega and the Denver Nightwings um, gave me this opportunity, and I know that I'm not going to let them down. But rookies out there, um, definitely put your all into it because if you don't, you're you're not going to get the full 100% that the SFL can give. Awesome. And the last question, expansion 2020 is coming up in April. Who do you think should get a, get a team and or what? where do you think the team should be and what should their logo be? Ooh, AJ. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm sure that, that, that there are a lot, and I mean a, a lot of great uh, general managers and or offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, um, head coaches out there that, that, that deserve um, a, a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to do a, a, a seamless plug for me. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> maybe a lot of ownership out there don't know me or, or anything else like that. But I am putting my hat um, in the ring uh, to become a uh, owner. Oh, nice. Yes. Jacob, fantastic, man. I know a lot of ownerships out there is like, this guy's so new. He just became a head coach this year. Uh, you know, so my resume may not um, look as good as some of, some of the other ones out there. Mm-hmm. But trust me, I have the drive. I have the dedication. And uh, I, I can't tell you quite yet where the team is going to be. I know where it's going to be, but uh, I'm going to kind of keep that one for myself, AJ. Okay, (laughs) that's fair. I mean, you gave me a golden nugget to even say what you just said. So when you are ready to announce that, you know, you know where to come. I I, I do. I I will (laughs) say that that it will be on the West Coast somewhere. Okay. Okay. Um, And uh, it will be a blast. It'll be fun. And, and, you know, there's only two two teams um, for the expansion to my knowledge, yes. Um, and you know, if and if I get one of those two, it will be huge. It'll be a great nod from the ownership uh, staff to uh, let a, a rookie per se um, get a team. But uh, and you know, it's just me kind of putting my my hat out there. If I miss this expansion, they know in the next expansion, whenever that may be. Um, that I will be um, chomping at the bit uh, to be, become a uh, owner then. Fantastic. Well, I am proud of you for even throwing your hat in the ring. Um, I will say, well, may the best person get it, you know. And don't be discouraged if, and this is not just for you, but for anybody. Don't be discouraged if you just don't get it the first time. I mean, I'm sure we're going to have a plethora of other people that are going to be joining us. So we're going to need some coaches and we're going to need some owners for those too. So I wish you the best of luck though. Definitely. And you know, that, that is one thing that I want to tell the uh, SFL nation is dream big because if you don't dream big, you're just shortchanging uh, yourself. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time. And as always, I'm going to give you the last word that can be a song or be a poem or Shout outs. The floor is yours. And AJ, I, I want to thank you uh, for uh, taking time um, in the uh, act of Congress <laughs> to uh, interview off and, and roll in. Um, I want to thank my Denver defense. Um, those guys have been balling out. 
and uh, and and to uh, great success of uh, of the defensive coordinator uh, Chuck Hook. Um, I, I want to thank Kramer for the uh, seven for seven to, to get us the win over Tulsa. Um, and most of all, I want to thank um, the the owner JV Jer- Jeremy Vega uh, for the opportunity to coach his championship team after he won the championship and to uh, give me the key to 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 uh, to the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I won't let you down, Jeremy. I promise. Um, and uh, again, you know, as a rookie in this league. And the toughest schedule in the league, and right now, uh, two rookies right now are are, are 500, and, and that speaks highly to uh, Jeremy Vega's uh, training. Absolutely, Jeremy going to open up his own coaching school. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I, I promise you, um, he, he's been the best, and, and everyone in the Denver Nightwings uh, organization have been. Um, just top grade. Fantastic, man. Well, thank you so much, Jacob. You definitely are welcome to come back anytime you want to. And especially when you're ready to tell us who that, uh, you know, what the name of the team and the logos and everything are going to be. Definitely. <laughs> but even before that, you can come back to it's all It's all good. I, when the, uh, when, when I have all my ducks in a row and, and, uh, everything else like that, I will definitely come back and, and, uh, give you a general idea of uh, of the team and and uh, where it'll be. Fantastic! Thank you so much for your time. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, AJ. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and that ends our podcast. I want to thank you all so much for joining me tonight. Jacob, thank you so much for being on the show. And if anyone wants to be on the show, I don't care if you're a coach, owner, GM, rookie, whoever, league staff members, whoever you want, whoever wants to be on the show, please just DM me. I'll be happy to have you on. Looking forward to bringing you another great podcast next week. But until then, guys, looking forward to seeing you on the field. Striker, out. Out.